0: Hey, this is Mish Hancock, and you are listening to Mishmash, a place where I get to talk to the weird, wacky, wonderful people of this world, people I adore and want to know more about. Today, my guest is Emily Trista Lane. Emily is the co-founder of Femme Ascend and podcaster at Literally speaking, the podcast, which I love. The podcast. <laughs> Hi, Emily. Hello, Miss. This is so fun. So I got to be a guest on your podcast. I know our very first N- guest, number one. Yes, right. That's Woo! right. I will always get to say that. Yes. Like when you when you're like world famous and people are like, oh my god, Emily True. I'll be like, I was her first podcast you guest. Were. By the way, just so you know, and we're like friends. And you're still number one, like our number one show, by the Nuh-uh. way.
1: Yeah. Really? Mm hmm. You have a close follow up, but you are still number one. Oh, how cool
0: is that? Reigning
1: champion. Yay, me. Yeah. All right.
0: <laughs> Ooh, I wonder what that means. I'm going places. We're going I places. Know. You are known. So you are. I'm are known, <laughs> and the reason why I am known is so we just we we should we just yeah. did vision boards. I know. It was so we fun. did that Friday night with our friend Deb Gout, who we love it. and adore. Yes. And Deb had this. You guys, I felt like totally honored that you guys had this whole thing. Fit, all like here's all the steps we're gonna do, Mish, and took me through this whole amazing process, and then I ended up with my awesome vision board and I I love it. You're quite the artist.
1: I had no idea that you ha- had such a visual sense. Oh my gosh.
0: Yeah. I'm not an artist, but thank you for well, thinking. Very clear. I'm really you're... good at collages. <laughs> that, that is clear. Your vision board was amazing. I am so collage. Well, I can't actually take
1: credit for the program. Like that was all Deb. She okay. had this whole thing mapped out and I I arrived early and you know, she was like, Okay, here's
0: what I'm thinking. What are you thinking? And she had everything laid. Out and but it was so it was cool. Amazing. It was such a cool process mm-hmm. to go through and then to have and, and we had breakthroughs. we had things oh, that we didn't, even, no we didn't even we didn't know we were thinking yeah. or we were dealing with that we were able to go wow, that just came out. That's a good thing. I thought it
1: was amazing when so we were reading our kind of our challenges yes. that we wanted to release. Mm-hmm. And um and reading, you know, like in a year from now, once we've released those challenges, these great things that are gonna happen. And so I didn't even realize the power that one of those challenges held for me until I had to read it out loud to you and Deb. And like I felt my voice crack and I was like, Yeah,
0: oh we had tears. Tears happened. I totally was crying about. <laughs> well, but it was good because the, and and it's amazing. I've I've always been fascinated with the fact that you can be on this earth, you can live in your body, you can be walking around, and there's things that you you know. And, and I consider myself a person's pretty aware. Definitely. like you, you're very aware, but there's still stuff that just we don't see. Right. It, it has this
1: invisible hold on you. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's astounding and um, amazing when you confront it and you realize that it's it's had a bigger part of the, you than you've realized. It, and then you, you like, get to like get rid of it and be like, whoo! <gasps> I know. <laughs> what the hell was I carrying that around for? I know. <laughs> I kind of want to take that whole section of our, um, you know, of our, our worksheets that we were working on and like, I want to burn it.
0: Ooh, that's mm-hmm. a good ceremony. Mm-hmm. Then yeah, then you're like sending it off to the universe <laughs> or whoever, angels, whoever wants it, they right. can have it, right? Right. We don't want it. Turn it into dust. I no love it. Need it. But it was an it was amazing exercise, and I'm th- thankful that we got to do that together. Oh,
1: no, it was really powerful, and
0: yeah, it was great. This was my fourth vision board this year, and your vision boards happen. Like they do. you have, like you did one around your podcast, and it's just going whoop. They manifest quickly. So I'm like, let's
1: just, let's keep vision boarding. I'm ready. Embrace it.
0: (laughs) Open up your arms and embrace it all. A monthly date. (laughs) All (laughs) right. Vision board. Monthly vision board night. I like it. I think we could totally do this. I know. And so part of your vision board, you were talking about some things that you're doing. Mm -hmm. Fem Ascend being one of the more recent. Talk about Fem Ascend. Fem Ascend came out of...
1: Uh, a desire for something that my co founder Denise and I were looking for in the market, um, being both uh, female entrepreneurs. You know, we are um, always out there networking, trying to meet other like minded people, but the venues that exist currently for networking are just very old school, very traditional styles, right? It's like, let's hand out as many business cards (laughs) as you can. Let's go have a one-on-one. Let's yeah. Let's, let's do our, (laughs) our little elevator speech, all of that, which, it just makes us both feel really icky. Yes. It doesn't feel authentic at all. Right. And as women, I think that we develop relationships differently. You know, we really uh, develop relationships by really getting to know each other. And I, I love helping other people. And so we just really wanted to foster an environment that was a completely new experience. So it was something that makes makes you feel very comfortable right away. It's It's going to be a, a, a venue that's gorgeous and different. It was. Thank you. It was so awesome. I <laughs> loved that. And I, I had
0: a great time.
1: Yeah. So we create unnetworking events. Um, we actually, for the first um, unnetworking event, we took away women's business cards. That's right. You couldn't give them out. <laughs> that's right. And then um, rather than name tags, everybody had a bracelet that they could write down their superpower. And so it was just a new way to engage women in conversation. But the whole idea behind the content. is to really create a community where women can lift and support one another. And in addition to networking events, we're going to be having um, sessions that are motivational sessions, workshops, and things of that nature to help women in their endeavors. I'm excited
0: to see where it's going to go. because as So when I started my business and I remember, I felt like I wasn't doing things right for a while. And then at one point, what came to me was, wait, 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 wait. I'm doing things right, but I'm doing them like a woman would do it, not like a man. Right. And and it was then the thought came to me, you know, men built the business world, mm-hmm. but just because they built it this way doesn't mean I have to do it that way. So I'm really interested. I'm I want to see. I just can't wait to see. Like when when my daughter. Oh yeah, you know when you know like when she goes, because I'm pretty sure she'll go into business for herself someday. Mm-hmm. She's grown up with it, um, but I'm interested to see what does the world look like at that point when women are also making decisions on how the business world is going to be. What think, that's going to look like. Yeah,
1: I think it's going to be a really exciting time. I, you know, I've, I loved seeing the first results of the women that engaged with Femisend. Our ages were as young as 22, 23, and up to, uh, you know, 67, I think was that's about awesome. the cap. And, and it was very, a lot of young women were there, which I think is wonderful that, um, that women are um, believing in their strength and their power and seeking to do things in a different way and I think the more resources that we can provide for women um, the more opportunities will become available for them and so I, I love this idea that these young independently minded women like your daughter um, that are hopeful and believe in themselves are are going to start taking more of the driver's
0: seat right and things are gonna change and I mean, And we're like the top in St. Louis of women entrepreneurs. Oh, isn't How that amazing? Cool is that? Yeah. I know. Go yeah. us. Woo! High five. I it. know. Woo! Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back with Emily. Okay, and we are back with Emily. Okay, we have to talk about literally speaking, which is oh, yes. the best title ever <laughs> for a podcast. Yeah. Where did this come from?
1: Well, the the podcast itself came from a, yet another collaboration with a friend of mine who's um, been on my podcast, Michelle right. Doherty. Yes. yes. And we were just you know sitting around having wine and having the most amazing conversation. It really dove into all the areas of what it's like to be a woman and just everything from our personal embarrassing stories to the what's going on with our bodies (laughs) to you know just really honest painfully honest talk and we were just laughing and and we knew that the the wine was definitely serving as helping was absolutely helping to ease our conversation and so we were both like god this should be a podcast and I've been an avid podcast listener for years, and I was like, I'd love to have a podcast. And she was like, I've always wanted to have a podcast. And she said, and I have the name. So this name was something that has been in her oh, head a long gotcha. time. And I just, I'm a business starter. So I was like, yes, let's do it. And so literally like two days later, I showed up with a binder of, okay, here's how we started. Oh my know? gosh. Yeah. You are such a doer. <laughs> I swear it's so, awesome yeah so it, it was really truly a collaboration and then just weeks later we found ourselves here in shock city studios and started going At Sam yeah that's right there you go yeah
0: very cool so and you guys um, have really done I mean you you've taken it quite seriously I mean you were like oh, absolutely it's, it's, it's a thing
1: yeah, yeah yeah you know and it's it's despite the name it's not all, you know, sex-related. Right. It's it's really, that's a little more tongue-in-cheek. It really is just um, about diving into what it is to be a woman in our day. And in every show, we bring on a different guest, and we talk about whatever... Their experience really is centered around. So we've we've had, um, you know, women who have come on to talk about severe depression. Um, we had another woman, Regina Sykes, come on recently who uh, shared her experience of her daughter having been murdered and oh, what gosh. that experience was like, and the other issues in St. Louis that that were brought about because of this trauma, issues with sex trafficking, issues with um, discrimination uh, uh, within the police. And so really fascinating topics. And then of course we also have fun too. So we talk about wine, we talk about, um, you know, panties. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all kinds of things. So, you know,
0: it's... Just, oh, you've got a whole podcast on panties. so I You know. just can't stop talking about <laughs> <Right>. that. <laughs> exactly. But it is awesome because, I mean, and again, I mean, I love anything that highlights St. Louis and mm-hmm. talks about, I mean, the good things, but the hard things that are going... I mean, we're not... Mm-hmm. We can't be a better city unless we face the things that are difficult. Right. You know? Yeah. And just like any city out there, I mean, there, there's... There's warts. Oh, you know, absolutely. Yeah, you know, there's there's things you have to go look at and figure out, or else it's not going to get better. It's
1: kind of like our going back to our vision board conversation. It's like you have to identify the areas where you struggle to be able to release them. We and should it's the do same a thing vision with board city. for St. Louis. Oh we gosh, should have a yes.
0: citywide vision board night where everybody comes and. Oh. Wouldn't that be amazing? Okay. Let's plan that. Yeah. Are you going to show up with a binder tomorrow?
1: <laughs> Here's how we do this, Mish. Okay, Mish. I've got it all planned
0: out. Here's what's going to happen. Spreadsheets.
1: Right.
0: Here's our marketing plan. I love it.
1: Yes. I
0: don't know. You might have missed your calling. You should like just help people start up their businesses. They could just, seriously. I do love doing that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It is kind of one of my specialties. I've done a fair amount of that, actually. I've I've launched a lot of uh, various ventures and I've been brought in with companies wanting to get get projects off the ground to help them map that out it is kind of one of my things yeah we well, it's yeah
0: it's a good thing yeah. you're good at it thanks yeah. so well, what else am I doing <laughs> because you don't stop you're like you're like you know, juggling 27 times, 27 things at a time. So
1: yeah. uh, Oh gosh, there's, well, I was very excited. um, uh, An initiative that was a brainchild of mine about four years ago, Um, I was excited to see um, the first piece of it come into fruition a couple of weeks ago. So um, one of the projects that I got off the ground was um, uh, in the violin industry. And uh, I helped a, a foundation called the Open String Foundation, oh, which right. provides instruments yeah. to children in need all around the world. So um, really wonderful project. And when I was doing shortly after that, I had I had managed a few auctions of rare violins and things like that. And we had um, thrown a fundraiser for the Open String Foundation in tandem with one of my auctions, and. You know, it was a beautiful event. We had a, a quartet play. People were inspired. Lots were you playing came. because you
0: are a cellist? I did not play. <laughs> when you were throwing yeah. the event, it's kind of hard to do That's both at right.
1: the same time. That's right. <laughs> but it was it was really beautiful. We didn't raise any money. Somebody left $3 um, at the bar. And I was like, I'm going to turn this into a violin. Fundraising. That's right. $3 win. <laughs> but it really started the conversation of how you know, how can we make a violin for $3? And so I started talking with different violin makers about the possibility of of how we could do this. So it really launched a whole new initiative and and developed a game plan to make a violin out of a composite of um, recycled materials through 3D printing. I was thinking 3D printing. So really, mm
0: -hmm. how cool. Yeah,
1: so um, I've been you know, in conversations with uh, a violin, the violin maker that I worked with on the Open String Foundation, Robert Brewer Young. And um, he is actually, has just almost completed making the uh, prototype instrument that will be scanned. And it is a throwback to an early strats, really beautiful. So he is now working on that with a team of people from Cambridge, and oh my gosh, this yes. is so cool! So I have a picture; I'll show that, share that with you later. Um, and then Ken, my fiance, has been in conversations with a student of his who happens to be a specialist in developing these machines, and I'm um, talking about the combination of materials that you know will make this actually sound like a real instrument, as opposed to a traditional, you know, 3D printing, which is you know more of a plastic material which won't resonate well so right so anyway it was kind of like something that's been on you know kind of the back burner for several years and then to actually get pictures of the instrument it was
0: like oh my gosh this is actually moving forward yeah well that that happens sometimes though you think i'm never gonna get this thing off the ground and then there's just something that's like something tips it Mm -hmm. and off it goes yeah that's awesome so that
1: was a real. Uh yeah, uh, an exciting day to see that.
0: Very cool. Yeah. And that could open up all kinds of opportunities because, they, you know, the kids, I mean, it's expensive to get an instrument. And Absolutely. so not everybody has the money. Even if you rent them, like you can rent them, they're still really, I mean, it can be expensive. It's true.
1: You know, and it's the work you know ultimately the goal here is not to provide just cheap instruments the goal is to be able to expand the footprint of these kinds of initiatives like getting instruments in the hands of people who who um, it can dramatically change their lives exactly so you know I think about some of the work that that has been done in like Argentina with the open string there's this community that is so, um, full of crime that these children sleep on the floors at night so they don't get struck by stray bullets. The amazing thing is that if these kids are walking to and from school with a violin in tow, the gangs leave them alone. And so since, um, since the establishment of these music programs, kids, their survival survival rate out of school is fifty percent greater <gasps> survival rate. So it literally is life and death to these oh, kids. Oh My God! So now imagine if you can just like everybody gets a violin, you know, right? And
0: violins, no violence. Right. I like it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So that's really the the vision there. Holy cow, yeah. Emily! That's awesome sauce. I that's love it. Fun. Yeah. We're gonna take another quick yeah. break, and we'll be back with question All time. All right. Okay, we are back with Emily. So I am dying to ask you this question because you are my most fashionista friend that I have, right? Oh, my right? Gosh. I mean, I just— That's an honor. I, well, I, you are. You always look awesome. Thank so you. do you have a memory of the first fashion item that you were just like, I love this so much?
1: Mm. Um, I I did start buying my clothes pretty young because I, you know— I've always been drawn to it, and I've always kind of looked at clothing as a as my own form of art. Mm -hmm. You know, not always able to practice art, so let's let's be my own art. Right. Um, The first thing that really, as soon as you said that, that stands out is a pair of wool shorts that I bought um, as a sophomore in high school, and they're very British Invasion. Ooh. still love those shorts by the way i do still have them and uh yeah i think that that's probably my first and you know i like those because they're they're timeless they don't really speak to fast fashion or this right. is what's popular now it's something right. that you know every decade it's still relevant so i i tend to like those kinds of pieces
0: mine was white go-go boots <gasps> See, those would have looked great with my shorts. I had an <laughs> awesome pair of go-go boots. Oh, do you oh still I have thought them? I w- And I had, and then do you remember? Okay, you're probably too young, but they had hot pants. Ooh, that, they were like cool shorts, and I had purple hot pants. Oh my gosh! Did you I wear those was- with roller skates? Probably. Yeah. I was just too cool for words. I then. love You're still too cool for words. I'm <laughs> to <laughs> oh, get me some hot pants I today. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> it's my new look. <laughs> oh, Mish, we love it. It's so lovely. All right. Um, have you ever had a, a podcast guest that just really surprised you? Like you were maybe just like, whoa, wow, how interesting, mm. or something that you were taken aback by? Mm, gosh. I mean, you've I mean, had a lot. I know. Or maybe even just something that, like what right now is the most interesting story, like top of mind story you've heard recently?
1: Well, I mean, I I think
0: every single
1: guest surprises me, which is wonderful. Um, the one that stands out is uh, is the woman that came on that, that shared her personal story of her severe depression taking her to near suicide. Um, and the moment that uh, just overwhelms me in that episode is when her husband actually came on during the break and read um, his kind of letter to Julia, which is talking about how strong and amazing she is, yet how, um, how terrible this Diseases that she has yeah. and um, it's such a powerful moment and their trust in us to tell that story and their level of vulnerability is uh, You know, it, it made us feel honored that they would be so intimate with us right but yet it's also a story that i think uh, people all around the world a lot of them can relate to either by having personally gone through severe depression or or knowing you know in a family member somebody that deals with it and so that to me is was a, a really uh, powerful
0: moment wow yeah. Awesome. What's mm-hmm. what's the name of this person so
1: we can listen? Julia Greco. Okay. Yeah. And the episode was called Crazy Young Mother.
0: Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> I like it. That's interesting. But it's good that that kind of thing, We, you know, you have to, that's the kind of information that needs to come forward, mm-hmm. right? Because people don't. People that don't understand it or people that are living it need something that, you know, to hear what other people are going through. You got to hear right. hope.
1: Right, absolutely. So that one was really. Touching, you know. But there's also other, you know. There's other fun ones like the Laura de Carlo that came on to talk about her new female massager. Oh. yeah. Mm. <laughs> so you know, we it's, it, the conversations are all over the place, <laughs> uh, but it, as it should that, be, you know, right? And that was memorable in its own way. I'm yeah, you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh my God, you're so hilarious! Yay. Um, all right, this is actually going to help me. Okay. Describe your perfect day in Paris.
1: Oh, my God! Well, any day
0: in Paris is a True. perfect day, really Because you know that's one of my I'm taking the channel, yeah, doing the channel over oh, to Paris for a day gosh. to take Mickey because you know I just wanted her to see Paris, but yeah. I was but it's like it's kind of tough. I'm like, we've one day in Paris, okay, Where do I want to take her? But Emily's been there a okay. lot more than I have, so
1: okay, so I would start out um I'd arrive at the um orangerie. Um, or, like, at 10 a.m. I'm okay. not a morning person, but it's worth going early um, for several reasons. The um, The light that comes in, that morning light that comes in, is extraordinary. It's also, you know, not busy because, no, you know, people start slower there. <laughs> <So> <laughs> they <it's> just, do. <laughs> you know, it's just not busy. So, you can go and see, like, the, um, the wonderful Monet paintings that take up the, you know, the whole room that are, you know, you know there's a couple of rooms there where the paintings just encompass right. the entire room and the light comes in and it's magical. So I would go Ooh. to the Cherie and go look at some art. And then um, I would go and have um, some Turkish coffee. Like there. oh, yes. there's a wonderful, place where you can get you know that wonderful yes. cardamom infused yes. coffee and then from there you're you know you're in walking distance to the Marais. so i'd go meander around the Marais, and your daughter would love all the little boutiques there absolutely and, yes and little nibbles and i just you know wander around the city walk along really, the that's, Seine. that's all you need to do it just mm-hmm. makes you happy
0: absolutely. you know you gotta get your i will get an obligatory picture with the eiffel tower in the back oh Absolutely. Gotta do that. You know, get a you crepe, know. you know. <laughs> I gotta gonna get a crepe. I don't know. Crepe, or I know. could just be very American and be like, Where's the crap? <laughs> Where's the creeps? You got creeps. <laughs> Cruppies. <laughs> I mean, <need> a creppy. <laughs> yes. So, I'll talk really loud because that'll make them understand my English.
1: <laughs> I have found that if you speak English with like the french french pronunciations that they're that, that that can be helpful but in paris they all speak english yeah, but definitely go and you know learn a few th- a few things, you know, say hello. Oh, yeah. At, I've got you know, that down. Get, get, yeah. You know, learn how to order something. Say right. please a lot. Yes. You yes. Know. I think it's interesting the number of times that people will say something where they think the French are rude, but I actually think it's the exact opposite. I have been twice and I have not had yeah. any rudeness. I think the problem is the French in their language and just socially speaking, they're used to niceties.
0: Yeah. You know, you
1: say thank you, you say please a lot. Right. And I think um, as Americans, we'll say, pl- uh, you know, please once and thank you once and think we have it covered. Yeah, with, but we don't. That's for the day. <laughs> I'm going to say please
0: one time. Just <laughs> figure it covers the whole day.
1: <laughs> right. Exactly. So I think if you just, you know, s'il vous plaît and merci
0: many, right. many times, right,
1: right, right. you're going to you get a lot of money.
0: Well, so I, li- I lived in... Um, in spain for a year when oh, that's right. yeah and and oh. and they're all you know the spaniards seem mad at you most of the time like <laughs> if you weren't right I like if you that. like you kind of didn't know like when i first got them, like they did just seem very mad but they're just like very oh Intense. you know and and what i thought was so funny when i first moved there i figured out that whenever i would ask for directions the 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 Spanish had a tendency just to kind of start pointing but and and I always thought that meant go that That direction (laughs) and it's no it wasn't it was just like they just kind of pointed like while they were talking and Mm -hmm. and so then at one point like I would start to go off in that direction they would be like what I just told you to go this way and I'm like point to the way I need to go you know but it was hilarious like I had to there were so many things I had to figure out like the the other Spaniards knew that they didn't mean go that direction it was just right. what they did with their hands while They're they were talking expressive. to you yeah you yeah. know oh so my gosh. well this has been of course a delight what ma'am a
1: delight oh my gosh it's so fun to be on the other side I know right <laughs> tell everybody where they can find you so with the podcast literally Speaking the podcast um, you can our, we have a website speakingpodcast.com you can also find us everywhere social media Facebook, Instagram, and our podcast can be listened to anywhere where you listen to your podcast. And Femisend, we also um, we're on social media, and I'm on social media. So, like, I'm <laughs> and if you're in to St. Find. Louis, keep
0: an eye out for the Femisend events. Right? Absolutely. Go like the page, and then you'll be aware of when the events are happening. Yeah,
1: and I'm in the process of getting a new website developed for myself as well. So we'll see what all that. Um, has to share. Well, here there's pretty no stopping soon. you anytime soon. <laughs> so people better just
0: follow. Because then you'll yeah. know what she's up to, which is always something really amazing and cool. Oh,
1: thank you. I love it. Thank you. I love that we get to uh, participate in some of these ventures
0: together, too. Yeah. we're I Right know. after this, we're having, we're having lunch and making plans. That's right. A binder is on its <laughs> way. <laughs> <laughs> Time to go buy a new one. <laughs> thank you, Emily. I love you most. Yeah. Love you, too, Mish. Okay. Everybody out there, uh, please have wonderful days. You're listening to Mishmash, Go to iTunes, subscribe. Love you all, bye!